It's been one year since the world shut down because of the novel coronavirus, and it's impacted everyone's lives. I'm your host, Tracy Wirtz, and in today's podcast, I talk to Region 4 Medical Director Dr. Tina Stefanski to discuss the triumphs and sorrows of COVID-19 over the last year, now on 10 Talks Acadiana. 10 Talks Acadiana, the podcast powered by KLFY.com. A year ago, things were shutting down. We were all uh, very curious about what this novel coronavirus was and what it would mean for us long term. Somebody who was absolutely impacted is Dr. Tina Stefanski. It's been one heck of a year, I know. So first of all, let's get to the nuts and bolts. How are cases right now? We know the number of cases are down, but how are the hospitals doing? Sure, uh, same the number of cases and hospitalizations are down. So we've essentially reached a plateau. We saw a great decrease right after that post-holiday uh, really peak, um, but we've seen we've seen a decline and then now things have plateaued, but plateaued at about the level where we were in September or October. So that's cases and hospitalizations. So let's look back over the last year mm-hmm. and what were your first thoughts when you realized this pandemic was affecting Louisiana? Uh, there, a lot of concern. You know, there was so much unknown and we were looking at, you know, for example, what was happening in Europe and Italy was especially concerned for the hospital systems, knowing that uh, that this surge was uh, could had a great impact on, on, will have a great impact or would have a great impact on the hospitalizations um, or the hospital system itself. So that was really my greatest concern. As we said all along uh, throughout this pandemic, you know, we need healthcare operating at its greatest capacity for all of us. And this was, you know, really something that had the potential to cripple, to cripple our hospital system um, and, and would impact all of us. So, you know, when, when that happens, um, you know, it, it affects um, it affects everything. Uh, the, the people working in the hospitals, the care that they're able to provide to people, the treatment that they're able to provide. That was that was really my greatest concern, knowing that we needed to do everything that we could to slow down the spread of, of this infection to, to give Again, that healthcare system time uh, to adjust, to learn how to best treat this virus. So that was uh, really my, my primary concern. Everyone, you know, was was learning about this virus in real mm-hmm. time, especially yes. the medical yes. community. What was it like knowing that you, in essence, were the point person for medical teams throughout the area, especially as they tackled this? I can't imagine. I can't imagine the weight of that. Sure. I mean, it, it definitely was. You, you said it so well. I mean, we were all learning um, in real time. And and so, first of all, to be able to communicate that, so to, to really absorb, digest the information that we were getting, again, from all over the world, uh, different reports of, of, again, how to treat this, uh, how to treat this virus, how to prevent the spread of infection. It was changing, you know, almost daily. So to be able to digest that and then be able to communicate it to the general public was, um, you know, was definitely a challenge. And then healthcare, you know, I think that the best thing that that one of the best things that I've learned throughout all of this is really how quickly um, our healthcare community came together and, and really just the incredible professionals that we have throughout healthcare, doctors, nurses, um, who, were, who were really stepped up and really very quickly formed, you know, we formed uh, leadership groups uh, and were able to, to using, those, um, using those kinds of uh, collaborative efforts, able to then get information out to healthcare throughout our community. So it's, um, you know, it took all of us, it definitely took 
village and we've got a great team here in this region. Has this affected or, or improved your relationship, you think, or the the way that you communicate things within the hospital system? Sure, so we have, you know, we've all learned, in Louisiana we've been through a lot of disasters. And so we've learned, Hurricane Katrina taught us a whole lot. So we learned, um, we have we've had networks that really have been in place for years since Hurricane Katrina, and we use those networks. And so it's, um, again, hospital systems at all different levels. So the doctors and the nurses, um, the, you know, the admin people, all, all of those individuals were, were essentially kind of primed and, and ready to go and because again we had learned all those lessons and but definitely we built upon those relationships without a doubt um how do you feel about the louisiana department of health's response mm -hmm. in all of this uh, i think uh, i'm i really do think from our, our leadership level um you know on down the response was as good as it could have been we as as you said we were all learning as um, as we went along we had a great leader um, in the office of public health dr. Alexander B you the tall thin physician mm -hmm, you yes. see with, with the governor and I can tell you behind the scenes what you saw on TV was was the same that we we got from behind the scenes from him you know he's uh, he really uh, really led us through the worst part of the pandemic and uh, very data-driven smart um, and so I think that helped to prepare all of us and, and give us guidance so that we could then had a very clear, you know, we, we had very clear guidance from, from that top level on down. And um, so I think that's, and Dr. Cantor, who's assumed that role now is, is, is again, tremendously, um, or had assumed that role for a while, right. uh, is, is also tremendously effective. So Dr. Cantor isn't the point person anymore? Uh, so now it's uh, someone, Kim Hood is now our assistant secretary. Again, Sheree's tremendous. We are very lucky. I've never seen leadership. I've been in this role for 20 years, and I can tell you we've never had the level of leadership. The, the, just the people in this, and we've had wonderful people, but, uh, but for this pandemic, we've absolutely had the right people in those positions. All right, so what lessons do you think the medical community has learned? And you, mm -hmm. in specific, yes, I guess as it relates to the virus, but about response mm -hmm. to a pandemic? Sure, I think one is um, is communication. And so not just communication among the medical community, but with the public. Because if we're asking the public to change and, and, to, and to give up so much, you need to, I think we have to be very clear about the why and, um, and, and be very honest and, and sharing information and knowing that if something changes, just have to you know, explain why, why things have changed. If you want people to come along with you, um, and, and, and again, we know it is not lost on me. And, and I knew that when, you know, and, and I felt that when we were asking people, um, and at those press conferences and everything else, you know, to wear a mask when you got in public, you know, kids staying home from school, people lost their jobs. I mean, none of that was, was lost, you know, on me or on any of us. And so it's, um, you know, but helping people to understand why they were giving up so much if it, because it was for the greater good for our community. And, and you know, look where we are now. I think, um, you know, hopefully people feel good about what they did because I can tell you every person who wore a mask when they went to the store or gave a little bit of space or visited with, you know, their elderly parent or grandparent outside, you know, avoided those hugs, all of those things that were hard to do. Again, people who lost jobs or had to work from home, kids staying home from school, all of those little actions made a, you know, everybody should feel really good about their role in this response because they did save lives. What was most shocking mm -hmm. in this what what did, was there any point that that you were shocked by something positive or negative well i think one is the the treatment of this uh, of this virus just um the the traditional modalities and you talk about ventilation for example putting people on a ventilator i think 
um, learning uh, that the traditional thing to treat this respiratory to treat a respiratory virus, um, you the, the typical the, the typical things that you would do were not necessarily the right things to do, and, and and you know that was learned thankfully pretty pretty quickly. So that was one thing that really surprised me is the um, is you know that this was a different virus on many different levels. The underlying health effects on your um, on your inflammatory response, all of those things, I think really. Um, you know, really surprised, really surpri surprised me. And, um, but, you know, probably not, in, again, in retrospect, unexpected. It's, it's a new or novel virus. What was your biggest frustration going through this? So, uh, I, I think it's, I think the impact that it had on people, um, on, on their daily lives, you know, I really wish that that people would have had, um, you know, maybe some relief that we're, we're seeing now for people economically earlier, because I do know that, it, it, again, you know, economically really destroyed people. So that that was that's probably my biggest frustration is that you know people having to you know having to give up all of these, um, you know, having to give up so much, and and the consequences you know on them again financially on their families was was difficult. You know, I wish that could have been removed and that people would have just had that could have had that support, you know, earlier. Yeah, and I think that that's really special to hear you say that because I think that people don't understand that the medical community understood that. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, and you know, but. We ha our, our goal had to be saving saving people's lives and protecting the long-term health, and so you know that had to be uh, the driving force from from uh, for us. But again, knowing the consequences, we were definitely uh, were definitely felt. Um, and this probably is circling back to something you said. But what are you most proud of? I think I'm most proud of the way that our community came together. You know, I, I've been in this job long, a long time, and so I remember in 2009 with H1N1, you know, when we asked, when kids, for example, had to stay home from school because we had outbreaks, and really Lafayette was kind of the epicenter of that. And so then, and, but kids, instead of staying home, were going to health clubs and the movie theaters, and, and that really spread, that, that really prompted the spread of that virus. Thankfully, it didn't make people as sick as we feared, and so all of those interventions were not, um, you know, were proven not to be necessary going forward. But so I was really concerned with this virus. I said, oh, you know, we're, we could see that again. You know, you're asking people to stay home, but the reverse could happen. That could then really induce spread in the community because people are staying home and then they're going to move out. And, and uh, so I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised with the response um, of people. I think in general, most people tried to do the right thing. We've heard, um, you know, some stories and et cetera about the, the long COVID, they mm -hmm. call it, or the after effects. Yeah. What is your message to those who say, I had it two months ago and I still don't feel good? What, what are, do you guys know any more about that now? No, I mean, unfortunately, that's the, that's the other thing that, you know, that we were seeing again on the back end, which is why it was really so important to try to, to prevent the further spread because we don't know what the longer, long-term consequences, are, you know, are gonna be. I mean, I'm an optimistic person, so I'm really hopeful that with time, people will, you know, who aren't feeling that great now are gonna continue to improve. But the reality is that there are, there are gonna be, you know, long-term consequences. We know this virus is, you know, great inflammatory response on people's hearts, their lungs, their vasculature. So it's very concerning and I think we're going to all learn, you know, of course more in years to come. But um, I think the hopeful thing is that the whole world's dealing with this, right? So we've got to know that, you know, we saw what happened when all of the efforts, um, you know, from the, 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 the private providers, the, the, you know, healthcare scientists, 
behind um, when, when you really join forces you know the federal government look how quickly we got a vaccine out there you know I can just be I can only be hopeful that the same is going to be true that there's going to be that kind of effort across the world trying to, to figure out how to help people who are struggling with these long-term effects um, to make some to see some improvement so I'm hopeful um, and let's talk about the vaccine mm -hmm. because there are there are the people who are on the fence are still considering it and haven't mm -hmm. decided to get it and uh, you know it's worth mentioning absolutely thanks to your efforts uh the and i mean you're the medical community the medical leaders uh, no less than fifty thousand people just in acadiana have been vaccinated already that's a big deal um but when we talk about the vaccine the concern, I think, from people mm -hmm. is that it came out so quickly. Mm -hmm. How do you respond? There's been a lot of articles, but you know, you've become the face, you've been the, become the person that a lot of people trust where all this is concerned. What is your response to it came out too quickly? Sure. So I can uh, tell you if I'm for me to 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 promote anything, um, I have to be convinced. You know, for, if I want my parents, you know, to be vaccinated, or my brothers, or my nieces and nephews, or my or me, you know, I want to know that that you know I have the same questions that everyone else has. And certainly, again, for me publicly to be talking about something, I, I want to be convinced as well. And I have absolutely, I have no doubt um, that this is a safe, that these all are safe and effective vaccines. You know, through all of my research, the safety steps weren't skipped. I think that's the most important thing. Some things were accelerated and in great part because there was a lot of federal funding behind it. So these pharmaceutical companies that would would uh, perhaps take years to develop um, to develop a vaccine because they had to go a little bit slower because, you know, it's an expensive, costly process. And and so, you know, there were there were the steps were a little bit um, were essentially um, uh, compressed because there was in, in great part because there was a lot of support for these private pharmaceutical companies in the way of dollars. So the federal government, you know, essentially, um, you know, my way of explaining it, you know, just said, hey, this is, you know, we, um, you, we you're guaranteed that we're going to support you financially. And so they were able to, to accelerate, um, to accelerate some of the, the, um, the clinical trials and some of the steps that, again, naturally would have taken a little bit longer. But these vaccines were tested in tens of thousands of people. Again, none of the safety steps were skipped. Um, and, and, so that's, I guess that's my, that would be my message to, to people. Um, we know now there are millions of people in the country that have been vaccinated since the fall. Um, a couple of millions of doses, I think we, we hit the over two million uh, mark in Louisiana. So I think I'm, I'm very hopeful that people who are on the fence are going to see um, that you know, people who've been vaccinated are doing well, they're protected. We're seeing the, the numbers decrease. They're gonna realize it's, it's in their best interest. Um, in terms of, first of all, You've said, and as have uh, most of the, the medical leaders, get whichever vaccine mm -hmm. is available to you. Do you feel like one is more is better than any other? No, um, definitely agreed. Get the, the first vaccine that's available to you. You know, a lot of people are really so interested in Johnson & Johnson because it's one dose, but we're not going to have an additional supply until the week of March 29th. So for the next couple of weeks, you know, we've got, again, these two great vaccines, Moderna and Pfizer, um, available. So people need to, as soon as you can receive the vaccine, you know, be vaccinated. So there is no, you know, they're all, they're all safe and effective. I know I got my first yes. dose and I'm very, very yeah, excited about, about it. When will you personally mm -hmm. kind of breathe a sigh of relief? 
think as more um, as more and more people are vaccinated, I feel like this summer, you know, when, when we talk about the numbers that we've seen already, I will say, number one, another thing that's, that's um, surprised me pleasantly is the number of people that want to be vaccinated. Um, I think that's great. We have a great demand for vaccination. So I think as we get to, I think in our region, we're at about seven or eight percent of people who are um, of our population is vaccinated. I don't know what the number is, um, you know, that, that would make me feel more comfortable. But I, but I do think over the next couple of months, as we see the vaccinations um, increase, as we see, hopefully we'll continue to see cases go down. Um, that's going to be, uh, I think, a good feeling. Hopefully, certainly by fall, we'll all be feeling really good. Well, and that's my next, you know, we, mm -hmm. we oh, love yes. our festivals. Yes. A lot of them were canceled. A lot of them uh, just within the last week or so have said, okay, we're going to go ahead yeah. with this. Do you think that's safe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think is the more we're vaccinated, you know, the greater uh, percent of, vac of vaccinations that we have in our community, that's what's going to um, allow all of those kinds of events um, to be held and to be held safely. Yeah, I, I do. I think um, if we can keep up the pace that we've had over the last couple of weeks in a few months, we'll be in a, in a much better position. And uh, the president announced uh, in his address that May 1st, he wants yeah, things open up opened to up to everybody. Yeah. Now, I will say, I, I do think that we based on what's happening, you know, at the time, I think we might all still be asked to wear a mask. You know, when, when you're out and about, just still take some. But but I think people need to understand. I mean, these are, you know, I know, um, I know it's different, but but some of this is just, you know, basic preventive practices. And if we could, if by doing that, we can allow things to go back to a more normal, a more normal way of life. I, I just really hope people realize that, um, that that's, you know, a good thing to do. And we, we really will have to follow the science and the, the data and the guidance. Um, so, so I do think that hopefully we will be able to do more things, but we may still have some just kind of basic guidance that we will all have to continue to follow. You had some great messages at, at all of the, the um, press conferences last year. You were very open to us and, and talking to us. Your messages then were very different than the message now in some respects. What, what parting words would you like to to give to the public right now where we are today. Sure. So we've um, and the message has changed as we learn more information. That that's one, you know, for for sure. Um, so I, I guess supporting messages, you know, where there is definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, um, can definitely seek vaccination when it's available to you. It's going to protect you. We're really hopeful that it will also help to prevent you from spreading this spreading this virus. And so, you know, we still talk about older individuals being being vulnerable. Um, so they need to be vaccinated. If you have an older individual in your family or someone with health problems, help them to get the, to be vaccinated. So that that's my message. You know, get vaccinated when it's available to you. But but look out for those other people who you know um, who might struggle. Some people have trouble making an appointment online. They may not know what, how to even call and get an appointment or, or where to call or who to call. So again, you know, we'd said this before about looking out for people in your neighborhood who, who might have been, you know, unable to leave and needed, you know, groceries delivered or just a, a nice word, you know, to know that you're thinking about them. So I think, I hope people, I hope that we all take away from this pandemic um, that we need to, to look out for each other. And, you know, it's a fast moving world and we all had to slow down over this last year. And I, I think that it's not necessarily a bad thing. Nobody wants to go back to where we were. <laughs> no. But, um, but I do think hopefully we all learned, you know, yeah, we need to look out for each other and, and, maybe, and maybe slow down a little bit 
so that we can we can take we can take care of each other and, and not you know miss the forest for the trees right um, you know life is precious and that means you know enjoying today and, and, and looking out for people um, and so I do think helping those people who might need help get into vaccination you know someone might need a ride that 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 would be my parting words I think you know vaccination is going to be our way out of this. Um, and then just continue to follow the guidance as far as I know people want to, you know, the masks are, are wearisome to people, but but just please keep that up until we can, well, so vaccinations until we get to this, vaccinations at this level and cases at this level and hospitalizations is what we need to be, All where right. we need to be. Very, very well said. Thank you so Thank much. You. Dr. Tina Stefanski, she is the Region 4, which is Acadiana, in, in essence, uh, Medical Director for the Office of Public Health. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Tracy, and thank you all for your help through all of this. Without a doubt. 10 Talks Acadiana. Subscribe wherever podcasts are downloaded. A Nexstar Media Production.